A pleasant good evening to brethren of Virgin Bible Baptist Church. I would like to greet Emeritus Pastor Maximo Mendoza and also Senior Pastor Samuel Manalo and also Pastor Jetor Manalo and Pastor Abel Manalo. Good evening brethren. I am Pastor Keynes Jamante together with my wife Mary Claire Jamante and our daughter Samantha Anika. We are serving the Lord in Calvary Baptist Mission Salvacion, Rosales, Pangasinan, and also in Calvary Baptist Mission, Santo Tomas, Pangasinan. I was saved 1990 under the ministry of uh, our late pastor, Reverend Primo J. Tabanda, and I was also baptized in that church on 1993. I grew up in the church, and as a young man, I have deep, a deep desire to follow and serve God in full-time ministry. That's why in the year 2000, I entered Bible school and graduated 2003 at Mandaluyong Bible Baptist Seminary under Pastor Dennis Ebert. After I graduated, I ran from the calling of the Lord and studied in a secular school, graduating with honors, and then later on ventured in the business world. Satan has offered material things that, and also money to keep my attention from the calling of God. But in the year 2017, God reminded me of His calling by not giving us a child for eight years of marriage and three years of trying to conceive, really trying hard. We, God never gave us a child. And that's the time I made a vow to the Lord and surrendered full-time in 2018. Our sending church is Calvary Bible Baptist Church under Pastor my father-in-law, Pastor Cornelio Harig. We started in Salvacion at the foot of the hill and is the boundary of Rosales, Pangasinan and Sabit, Nueva Ecija. Now, the livelihood of the people there is by farming and by collecting and sorting garbage to be sold. Last 2019, God impressed upon my heart uh, the need in Santo Tomas, a fifth-class municipality, a poor municipality in Pangasinan. Actually, my pastor friends asked me, why in those places, with your skill and abilities, you can make it big in a city, as a city pastor? But I told them, this is where God wants me to be and to serve Him now. Yes, I know, brethren, that it will not be easy, that there would be trials, that there would be situations, especially financially speaking, but I know that there is no safest place here on earth, other than in the center of the will of God. And tonight, brethren, I would like to thank the Lord and also our pastors for this privilege and opportunity to share to you and encourage to you from the Word of God. Let us close our eyes and bow our heads for our word of prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we ask for forgiveness for the sins that you have done. Cleanse our hearts. And tonight, Lord, we are asking for the Holy Spirit to move in our means, talk to us in your very own special way. Lord, I do not know the state of the brethren, but I pray, Father, for your children, that you encourage us tonight, that you strengthen us, especially in these pandemic times. We thank you, Lord. We love you. All of these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us open our Bibles in the book of Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to read from this passage of scriptures. In Philippians chapter 4, 
verse from verse number 4 to verse number 9. I would like to encourage you to open your Bibles, brethren, in Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to read from verse 4 to verse number 9. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. And in verse number 9, it says here, Those things which you have both learned, and received, and heard, and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. God bless the reading of His Word. Tonight, we're going to talk about when anxiety strikes. Anxiety interferes with sleep. It disrupts our concentration and it hinders productivity. But children of God don't have to allow this destructive emotion to control their lives. Even when believers live through painful circumstances, they can experience peace beyond human comprehension. Now, number one, what is the nature of anxiety? Now, this emotion can be defined as an overwhelming sense of tension that fragments our thoughts and divides our minds. Now, the Bible teaches us how to avoid letting worry take over our lives. In Philippians chapter 4, in the verse that we have read, it says there, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, why is it so important that we deal to learn with anxiety? Number one, because worry disrupts our thoughts. So we can think clearly or make wise decisions. And another thing is that our productivity. Our productivity decreases because fretfulness it wastes time and also our energy. Even our relationships with our spouses, families, friends, co-workers, they all suffer. Because, you know what, anxiety or worry, it contributes to a host of health problems. And anxiety just indicates your lack of trust to God. The lack of trust in God and hampers our relationship with Him. It says in Matthew chapter 6, verse number 31 and 34, it says there, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or where we dwell, shall we be clothed? In verse 34, it says it, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now, how can you and I overcome anxiety? Now, there are things that we need to do. Three things tonight. Number one, by praying right. 
Christians should pray in all circumstances and situation. As it was said here in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6, it reminds us to be careful for nothing but in everything by what? By prayer and by supplication. With thanksgiving, we must let our requests be made known unto God. Instead of focusing exclusively on a list of requests, we should seek to adore and worship the Lord in our prayer. Because God already knows our needs and He has the power to supply them. Believers ought to pray specifically, especially when interceding for others. Because we, only, we do not pray only for ourselves, but we also need to pray for the brethren. I would like to covet your prayers to, to please include us in your prayers. Missionaries serving the Lord in the mission field. Because if we within ourselves, we know that we cannot do it. But we are encouraged if we know and if you pray for us. Christians should cry, cry out to the Lord. We should cry out to the Lord in supplication. Now this word indicates a passionate outpouring of the heart. In Psalms 34, verse number 17, if you would open with me there, Psalms chapter 34, verse number 17, it says here in verse 17, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. We should cry our heart to the Lord, and the Lord will hear us, and He will deliver us from all our troubles. Even in Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 7, let us turn in Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 7. It says here in Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 7, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him, that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared. This is in contrast to mere lip service, which we can see in Isaiah chapter 29, verse number 13. Okay, in Isaiah chapter 29, verse number 13, it says here, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as these people draw near with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Brethren, we should outpour our hearts to the Lord, not just with our lips, but with our soul and our heart. Okay? When we cry to the Lord, we bring our hearts to the Lord. As God's children, we can trust that God will answer our fervent prayers. We should make our request with thanksgiving. Meaning to say, brethren, that we should always say a thank or give thanks to the Lord in our prayers. When God does not answer our prayers immediately or when He says no, we should continue to be grateful for what we already have. Because when we pray, God answers in th three different ways. First, He says yes. When He says yes, praise God. We ought to be thankful. Then sometimes He says, wait, my child. If He says wait, then we ought to be thankful. Why? Because God is teaching us something that we have to learn in order for us to mature in our Christian lives. And the third one is He answers no. If God answers no, the more we need to be thankful. Why? Because God knows what is best for us. That's why, brethren, when anxiety strikes, we need to pray to the Lord. We need to outpour our heart to the Lord. 
we need to pray rightly in the sight of God by pouring our hearts, our soul to Him. Not just by pouring. Number two, how do we face anxiety? By thinking right. Our thoughts directly affect how anxious we feel. Now, Christians are to dwell on whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. And if there is anything worthy of praise, we must think on these things as, as it was stated in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8 on our verse. Now, instead of worrying about what the future will bring, Try focusing on your relationship with the Lord. Seek His will regarding your goals and life's purpose for today, for tomorrow, for the future. We must seek the will of God in our lives. Now, as Christians, we will still face adversity. We will still face trials. We will still face temptations. But God can give us a supernatural peace in, our, in the midst of suffering. Let's open our Bibles in John chapter 14, verse number 27. John chapter 14, verse number 27. It says here in verse number 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We must not let our hearts be troubled because God gives us peace. In, even in the midst of our suffering. Nothing happens unless God allows it. Nothing will happen to you unless God will give that yes or He will allow it to happen. And the Lord promises to us to use, difficult, to use those difficult situations for our ultimate good. Well, let us look in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verse number 28. Romans chapter 8, verse number 28. It says here in verse number 28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Now, if you are called, you love God. You can be sure of, and it is said in this verse, that all things work together for our good as God's children. That's why, brethren, we should not be fretful. We should not think on bad things, but rather think rightly. Now, how to deal with anxiety? Number one, by praying right. Number two, by thinking right. And last but not the least, by living right. Those who lead ungodly lives cannot experience lasting peace. And people who don't know the Lord have no hope of life after death. Now, they may mask their fears with drugs, alcohol, work, or some other distraction. But such people frequently live with apprehension about their eternal future. Now, we must be obedient in order to be free from anxiety. We must live godly lives. Let us look in Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. It says here in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 9, Those things which you have both learned, and received and heard and seen in me do and the God of peace shall be with you 
these three things that we need to do. We must pray rightly. We must think rightly. We must live rightly. Brethren, commit your words to God. Determine to meditate on truthful and righteous things and surrender control of your life to Him, to the Lord. The Lord will give you the grace to overcome anxiety. Yes, you may still experience heartache. Yes, you may still experience pain or difficulty. But you can learn to say, like what the Apostle Paul said, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. In Philippians chapter 4, verse number 11. It says there, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your encouraging words that you have given us tonight. Lord, I pray that you use these words that we might instill it in our hearts and in our minds and that we might use it, especially in these times of hardship, these times of trials, in the times when anxiety strikes. Help us, Father, to remember your words in Philippians chapter 4. We thank you, Lord, for the promises that you have given us. Thank you for your love, for your goodness to us, for your blessings. We know, Lord, that there would be trials, there would be testings that may come to us. But rest assured, you are always to be with us. We thank you, Lord. We love you. All of these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you, brethren.